Have you ever wanted to meet other virtual assistants? Have you ever wondered if there were any in your city? Have you ever wanted to have brunch with them? The Virtual Assistants Brunch is a virtual community of women building successful virtual assistant businesses while finding the best places to brunch in and around your city. Come sit at the table with us as we share our stories, personal experiences, and learn how other virtual assistants are creating and living a fabulous lifestyle. Okay, let's brunch. Welcome to the Vap Life, Gwendolyn. How are you? I am fantastic. Thank you so much for having me today. Thank you so much for coming on. You have a very interesting story and how you started your virtual assistant business. But before we get to that, tell me a little bit about yourself, where you're from, what do you do? So I am Gwendolyn, of course. I am a wife of 25 years, believe it or not. Mom to three young adults, a Gigi to an amazing two-year-old, and the eldest of seven siblings, um, sister, daughter, friend, auntie, um, all the good stuff. I'm also the CEO and founder of Your Virtual Admin Expert, which is an online business management firm for established um, coaches, consultants, and professional service providers who are helping others get the mental, physical, and emotional well-being that they deserve. So we're experts in helping professional service providers manage their back end um, so they can focus on their clients, their growth, and their profits. And I'm also a high performance um, and accountability coach to female entrepreneurs um, who are new to the entrepreneurship space. And I serve as an advocate for empowering teen girls in our community here in Chicago um, with my nonprofit, See the Hope Foundation. What was it like trying to build a virtual assistant business while having It was stressful. Um, you know, some of the challenges that I encountered was like literally being hospitalized every year. You know, one year it was my lungs and then one year um, inflammation, just running rampant, just like it was always something. One year was my kidneys. So it was being hospitalized, you know, every year, being fatigued all the time and my body just not cooperating with me um, and then I didn't have a team right so it was just me so I had to be very intentional about when I took on a client and the type of clients that I actually worked with because it would literally affect my health and there was no one to step in to help me if I wasn't able to perform you know and be at 100% so it was kind of stressful in the beginning. Being, being one of the most influential women who are rec- who recognized as one of the most influential women in the business by the Daily Herald um, business ledger um, and having a master's degree and having a bachelor's degree, how did that affect you um, knowing that you had so much experience and you had so, so many big dreams? Um, how did it affect you to have to leave that corporate job and come into the industry? Yeah, it was... It was definitely a mind shift um, and really had to protect my mental state, right? Because I went from being this ambitious, very high productive, always, you know, working on something, a project in corporate America, whatever have you, to they had to literally help me get dressed. Get me, you know, walk me to the car. You know, there were nights my kids were picking me up off the floor if my muscles gave out. Like, 
you know, drowsiness from medication. So I, I went from being like the one that was always helping to the one that always needed the help. And so it was really a mental struggle for me because it was like, what am I supposed to do with this? Like, I can't stay in this state. This is not going to work for me. So I had to make sure that I had people that I could talk to and therapy changes lives. I'll just say that because going from being this high performer to not performing at all makes you feel some kind of way. <laughs> so it was, it was tough. It was really tough. And I could definitely relate, you know, um, being a, a working in a law firm for over 10 years and being a records manager and having those type of responsibilities. And, and I, and like you, I actually loved my job. I did. Yes. I did. I really love my job, you know, <laughs> and so having to leave and, you know, just go in a different direction, totally in your career. Um, there's definitely, definitely some benefits, definitely worth it. Um, yes. so what were some of the challenges? We talked a little bit about it, but what are, what were some of the main challenges, um, that you encountered after you had to leave your job and start your business, actually get it going? So that was fairly like getting set up and started was fairly easy for me. Um, my biggest challenge was just making sure health wise, like I was up to par because, you know, you can't control when a flare hits. Like, you don't, you could be fine. Like I could be fine now talking to you. And then tomorrow morning I could wake up and be completely out of it and can't function. So that was like the biggest thing because I just never knew when my body was going to do whatever it was going to do. But getting set up in terms of like the business was fairly easy because my experience of being in corporate America. So I was used to running big projects. I was used to managing, you know, departments. I was used to creating budgets. I was used to networking with people. So all of that was easy to kind of, I was just like, well, we'll just do, you know, in the virtual space, what we did in the corporate space because it's a business. So it has to work, right? So that piece was fairly easy because I love operations. That's my jam. But it was that mental shift that I had to take really like, okay, do I tell people that I have a chronic illness when I'm talking to a new patient or don't I tell them or, you know, when I start working with them and then, you know, I need an extra day to get something done or I pretty much napped until two o'clock in the afternoon and somebody sent an email. Like it was really the mental I had to get over because I think the, the impression is when you have a chronic illness and especially when you're dealing with something that's unpredictable that you can't build a thriving business, right? But that's the furthest thing from the truth. My clients are so amazing and so understanding because either they've been through something like that themselves or they're really big on health and wellness. So they want me to take care of myself. But it was a mental shift because it was like, mm, I'm just not going to tell anybody and I'll figure out how to deal with it on the back end until I got really comfortable in the space of like, you know, I can get it done, but there are going to be moments when I'm going to be like, I'm going to need a nap until 12 o'clock. So that was the biggest struggle. Oh my goodness. You just like hit a nerve because I was in the same boat. I felt the same way. And I was afraid to tell my clients that I yes, was. Yes, me too. <laughs> I thought they were going to either have sympathy on me and be like, oh no, we can't work with her. She ain't going to, you know, all the time. So we don't even know if she's going to show up or send, you know, what we need. I did have that. Exactly. Oh, oh my goodness, I had that huge fear. And then I just remember one day 
telling myself I need to be more authentic. I need to, you know, just yeah. come out with it, tell them what happened, whatever happens, happens. And so surprisingly, when I opened up, all of my clients are like, oh my goodness, they were more yeah. they're more understanding. They were like, girl, just live your best life. And <laughs> so, you know, yeah. you, you have this fear in your head and you're thinking the worst and it actually turns out to be the best decision you ever made. And then you find Absolutely. out more support when the more people you tell. Yes. Oh my gosh. And now you, you're building relationship, right? Because now you, you've added a little bit of vulnerability to it. Like you said, you're being a little bit more authentic. And so they're just like, okay. And what I learned was I don't want to work with uncaring people, right? So if that bothers you, then we probably wouldn't be a good fit anyway. That's so, true. It's the same thing with your nine to five. You know, when I was in my nine to five, I worked with a lot of people who rather the job be done, rather was make this money and, and not worry about my health. Like yeah. if I beg you for time off, I don't need to be here. <laughs> yeah. If I beg you for my own PTO that I actually have saved. That I earned. That I earned. Right. I need to be here. This is not the environment that I need to be in, especially if it's, it's with my health and you're stressing me out. You're the reason why I'm stressed out. <laughs> you know, reason I gotta go to the doctor. <laughs> no. So if if I have to, uh, you know, just beg and you know feel like I need to ask for permission all the time, that's when I knew I needed to go. I, I needed yeah. to start my own business and live life on my own terms and not Absolutely. have to. Um, every time I had a doctor's appointment, oh my god, what is my boss gonna say? She's gonna is she gonna approve it? Approve it or not? You know, and then worry about my coworkers, you know, oh gosh, she has another appointment. She's, she won't be that there. part, you know, all the passive aggressiveness, like, oh, she's off again. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, just, I just, I didn't have, I was like, I can't do it. I can't, I just, I can't, I'm not built for that. I'm like, mm, no, we don't have to figure something else out. Caring people anymore. I just couldn't do it. That people that didn't understand what I was going through, I just couldn't do it anymore. Um, yeah. and then, you know, you get to your, you get to start your own business. Now you have control of your time. Now you have control yeah. of your schedule. You don't have any, you don't have to answer to a boss. Um, that is like the best feeling ever, right? How do you, how do you find the strength to push through every day and do what you do? Well, you know, I always had this attitude that, okay, this was a diagnosis that the doctor gave me, right? But I just refused to be a victim to this disease or anything else. I was just like, okay, man, lupus just going to be at it, right? Like, you're not going to run my life. You're not going to ruin my life. Like, we just going to be at it. Like, you might get some points one day, but on my good days, watch me show you what I'm going to do. So, and then I knew my family needed me, right? Like, I knew my husband needed me. I knew my kids needed me. Like I knew that. And then I saw the difference I was making for entrepreneurs, right? Like my very first client, when I got, that took me six months. Cause sometimes people think when you start in this business, like, oh, I'm going to be a VA. And then you got a client. No, I don't kind of like work that way. So my first client though, when I was working with her, she was able to take a vacation. She said she hadn't taken a vacation in like 17 years since she started her business. Oh, wow. Because yeah. she was always working solo. And she was afraid to just walk away. 
So when I saw the difference I was making in their lives, giving them their time back so they can be with their kids. I mean, I got letters from clients who are like, you helped me to be a better dad because I can be home more with my family. That's the stuff that I'm like, I gotta get up. Yes, those are the things I look forward to too. I mean, on the days when I feel like quitting, I'll get an email from a virtual assistant saying, Nerlani, thank you so much. You helped give me so much clarity. I'm so happy you committed me. So those are the things that keep me going, keep me pushing through. And Absolutely. Um, you just get the fulfillment out of that. Um, what, are your, what are some of your core expertise? So I am an admin operations and systems person. So operations is my jam. I am a fixer, right? So I get life from having to fix things and making sure that things are right, making sure that things work together and making sure that we can do them in the most efficient way possible because I'm not about labor, okay? I I just don't believe that, like I believe work should be challenging but I don't believe it should be hard and depressing. So I don't subscribe to labor. So my love for operations really started in corporate America because I was managing two ambulatory care centers, right? So I got to see firsthand how all the different parts affected patient care. If the front desk doesn't schedule patients right, it affects the medical records department, it affects the nurses, it affects the physicians. If the physicians code a patient's visit wrong, then it affects the billing and then the patient satisfaction and Now you got mad patients because they like, what is this? I got a bill insurance that's not covering. If medical records doesn't clean the chart right, then the physicians aren't prepared when they walk into the room with the patient. So it was like, I took all that experience and thought about how can we ensure all parts of the business work together, even if it's in an online environment, right? Even if it's virtual, because all the parts have to work in harmony if it's going to be successful. So operations is my jam. I can come in, look at the back end of your business. I'm going to analyze and assess it. And I'm looking for all the broken pieces of what we need to fix to put together to make things easier for you. So that is where my core expertise lies. That's the thing that I love. I'm glad you said that because I get a lot of questions from virtual assistants. Where do I start first? What do you recommend they start on first? What system should they start on? So I think before they even get a system right, you need to sit down and you need to evaluate your process. First of all, if you're a new VA, you need to first evaluate yourself. Let me say that because some people come into this space and you think, oh, I'ma just like, all I need is a computer and I'ma get online. And Elandy, why are you laughing? <laughs> why are you laughing, Elandy? Cause you, you know, you know. I'ma let you preach, go ahead. <laughs> Girl. Like, let's, let, let me back up a minute and just start there. If you're new to this space, the first thing you need to do is evaluate yourself, right? Like, sit down and identify what is it that you're good at? What is it that people come to you for all the time? What's easy for you? What can you actually give to serve? Because business is about serving people. It is about relationships. Everything else comes when you serve. So first evaluate yourself. Don't be out here lying, talking about you could do something that you know you can't do. I'm just saying. So I want you to start there. Then when you get that together, then look at your processes as a whole. Because before you can implement a system, you need to make sure you have an efficient process. Because if you don't have an efficient process and you put it in a system or a platform, it's still going to be inefficient. 
So sit down and think about what processes you need. That means like while you're waiting for clients and, and, and prospecting for clients, get your client onboarding thing in play. You know what I'm saying? Make sure you got all the paperwork you need. Make sure that you know how you're going to manage that client once they do say yes. Like make sure you have all those pieces in place first and then you find the system that will help you do what it is that you want to do. So girl, you know, now you're talking the jam. We could go on and on all night about that one. <laughs> this is actually my favorite subject, but <laughs> this is going to be like another hour if we start. <laughs> yes. But, but you just took the words out of my mouth. I'm always constantly preaching, get your onboarding process off first. Get, get that out the way first. How are you going to manage your, the whole system? Yes. That first down, you know, and then figure out the tool that's going to help you manage yes. the so I'm glad you said that <laughs> uh, because a lot of virtual assistants, they start backwards. You know, they go to the website and they haven't even had a set up a plan for the website process for the website. You know, you got a website, but what, how does it function? Like, really? Did you finish your you have a website and you don't know what services you offer? How that works? <laughs> how that works? You should have sat down and wrote your content first. Exactly. They got your, you know, figured out what you're doing. Yes. Because if I come to your website and your message ain't clear, girl, what they do? <laughs> <Child>. <laughs> Somebody put it for me. Um, someone made it clear for me. You have a strategy and you have a plan. The strategy is what you want to do. Like, say, for instance, I want to set up my website. What tool are you going to use to set up your yes. website? figure out the, the website builder you're going to use, um, maybe the other extra tools that you're going to add to integrate into the website to make it, you know, yeah. optimize it. So that plan is actually the tool that you're going to implement. So it's strategy and plan. Figure out what the strategy is first. What yeah. do you do first? What is the goal? And then put the plan in place, which is the tool that's going to yeah. help that goal. If you think of it in that tool, in those terms, then you'll probably get done, you know, get more done faster. Instead Absolutely. of rush, and, you know, just do things all backwards and then having to redo everything all over again <laughs> and starting from Girl, the beginning. You got to, yeah, we'll be here for a while. <laughs> like so many virtual assistants rebrand, you know, because they started off way off and had to restart again. So, yeah. or they're frustrated because they didn't take the time to really think through the process of like, okay, I want to be a virtual assistant, but what does that really entail? What does that really look like? Yeah, take a minute to, to ask yourself that question. Like what steps you're gonna have to take to actually consider yourself an actual VA? Cause you could be yeah. a VA and I, and I noticed, you know, a lot of general VAs, they're trying to figure out, you know, what's the next step. It's great to figure it out. You mm -hmm. know, yeah. that out, think of a process as well. Think of the process that you're gonna go through to figure that out, you know? Yes. Are you gonna how are you gonna take yourself from a to b what steps do you need to take before you actually jump into a business and start running yes. your business yeah you know, once you jump in and you don't have the process those systems aren't gonna function properly at all oh yeah we can talk about this all day <laughs> all day all girl all day <laughs> we can talk about this all day but i'm not gonna hold you up uh what type of clients do you like to work with what are your ideal clients? 
So I love working with happy <laughs> professional service providers, um, coaches and consultants who have a clear vision for their company um, and who can pay for my services. Like, I don't want you to be stressed out trying to figure out how you're going to pay me every month. I don't, let's not do that. Let's not do that to each other. Uh, but you have to be happy because I've worked with unhappy clients before and that energy transfers. And I was like, nope, mm. Mm -mm. I don't want none of that. Being clients and happy clients make the best clients. Okay? Yes, they do. And when they have a clear vision, right? Because now you got something I can get behind. Now mm -hmm. you have something I can help you execute, right? But if you don't have a vision for your company and you're all over the place, I can't really serve you to the best of my ability. And then you're going to be frustrated because you're not getting the support that you need, but you can't get the support that you need because you don't even know where you're going. Yep. So it does start, sometimes it starts with the client. Sometimes it starts with the, the VA. Yes, you, it does. What you have to analyze. Is it me or my client? Who needs, yes. the, who needs more help? <laughs> who needs to go back absolutely. to their own? Which okay. is why a VA, you need a coach. You absolutely should have a coach when you come into this space. That's one of the things I wish I had done earlier was gotten a coach sooner rather than later. Yes. That's exactly what I was telling somebody the other day. Like they asked me that exact question. What do you wish you had done sooner in your business I would have gotten the coach me too I figured out my onboarding process <laughs> yep that first that them first coins that I would have got into this business I would have gave them to a coach exactly. absolutely yep that coach coaching oh my goodness it's a blessing I've worked with so many great coaches I know so many great coaches they have so much knowledge they yes. would help you get on that path that you need to be on and 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 sooner get on it it's sooner. gonna cut your learning curve you know a lot of I'm uh, learning stuff now i'm like if i had to learn that like three years ago exactly it took me three years to get my business going because i refuse to get a coach thinking i'm <laughs> i know how to do it I'm gonna do it myself. Oh no, you don't know how to do it. <laughs> You're still you know, here's here's what I say. Like, it's so funny that you said that because when I invested in my my current coach last year, right? It it was an oh, Merlandy, it was an investment girl. I was like, Jesus, is you sure? Um, but when what I did was I sat down and I said, okay, what's the differences, right? And then I was like, because, you know, she's a she's a VA coach as well. And I know that you are as well, as well, too. And so I was like, what's the difference? Like, what's she going to teach me that I, I don't already know? I was like you. I already know how to do it. Like, I've been in operations. I've been in corporate. And then I said, she's making a half a million dollars a year and you ain't. You are not the same. <laughs> That's the difference. You pay for the results. not the same. You the results. So you need to go Girl. back. I was like, so she obviously knows some stuff that you don't know. I'm gonna need for you to click that pay button. <laughs> and those coaches know some stuff. Oh my goodness, they know some stuff. I had to, you know, even like a couple years ago, I had to, when I got a coach, I realized I skipped so many steps in my business that was stressing me out, driving me crazy, sucking my energy. Girl. You know, those coaches know things you don't know. That's why yes. you need one. That's why you need one. 
absolutely hands down. And you need one all the time. Don't think you need one just in the beginning. You need a coach as even as you're journeying through like entrepreneurship and building your business, you need a coach. Like just always have a coach. Yes. Make it part of the budget. Launching, scaling, growing, you need a coach. Um, I'm, I'm just starting to scale now and I have a coach that's by my side helping me. And there's so much I did not know um, when it comes to actually building a community because that's really what I wanted to do. It was so much I didn't know. And having that coach by my side gave me so much confidence, number one. Yeah. You build that confidence in your services. You can start increasing your rates. Yeah. You can, you know, you, confidence is everything, but you're not going to yeah. get it if you don't know what you're doing, okay? Yeah. You need a coach to give you that confidence, that boost, take you to that next level, or you're going to remain where you're at, um, struggling and wondering why you're not going where you're going because you don't have the knowledge. Google is Google is my friend, but <laughs> I love Rabbi Google. But let me tell you, Rabbi Google don't know everything. Okay, Google don't know everything. Google don't know how to put the systems and the processes together. Girl, Google you know, don't know how to help you change your mindset. <laughs> exactly oh my goodness it was great talking to you i really appreciate talking to you um do you have anything you want to offer our audience today our listeners today so yeah i would love you know one of our goals is to help at least 25 more women entrepreneurs or aspiring women entrepreneurs this year really set and like crush their goals in our accountability program the genius zone and so in the Genius Zone, we do weekly accountability sessions, monthly masterclasses, monthly office hours, and you get a private community of women. And so I created this group because I wanted, in one of my mastermind groups, the students was like, well, what are we supposed to do now that it's over? Like, who's gonna make sure we doing our work and like still working on our goals and answering our questions? And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> So I was like, I guess I better create something. So that's how the accountability group came together, girl. So anybody that joins, you know, and you really actively participate, you're going to be amazed at how quickly you start to accomplish your goals, you know, and doing things that you have been talking about forever. So I want to give them 50% off for joining that community if they go to www.thegenius-zone.com and use the coupon VAB for virtual assistant brunch. So use VAB and you'll get 50% off. There you go, you guys. VAB is the coupon. And tell them one more time that website. Uh, it's www.thegenius-zone.com. All right, you guys. We'll have it down in the description um, for you guys to go ahead and check that out and use the code VAB. Yes. So for my final question, this is a brunch podcast and I know um we're in COVID-19 right now so probably haven't been visiting much spots in your city but uh what are some spots that you like to visit or have you been brunching at home how do you uh, brunch so I haven't really had the chance to brunch since the pandemic started but now that they're relaxing the standards a little bit and outside is opening up again my husband and I can't wait to get back to the clubhouse in Oak Brook um, for lunch, I mean, for brunch, because they have an amazing spread. I'm talking 
crab and waffles and uh, um sirloin and girl it's like a whole it's when I tell you amazing like salmon and girl hungry <laughs> girl when I tell you like I cannot wait to get to the clubhouse Goodness, I, miss, lunch. I miss it so much that sounds amazing and you're in it's Illinois amazing. Oh. I am in Illinois it's amazing so if you ever come you have got to go to the clubhouse in Oberk, Illinois okay I'm writing this down because <laughs> when I when I tell you this spread is amazing and they got and it's a dessert table girl I'm talking cupcakes and red velvet cake and a chocolate fountain like it's amazing sounds like heaven <laughs> you're gonna make me come sooner than later <laughs> yes let me know when you get here because I will go with you <laughs> I'm definitely I'll be close by um I'm making a trip up there but I hopefully we'll be out of COVID by then I'm praying to okay God. let me know when you hit the city streets girl because we I'm gotta okay. connect <laughs> thank you so much for coming on this show I really appreciate you I really I appreciate our conversation. Thank you for sharing your journey. You're doing what you're doing. I'm so glad you came on and just share your story with us. I appreciate it. You guys go check her out at virtualadminexpert.com and where can we find you on social? So you can find me across all social channels at youradminexpert.com. Hey, fabulous babes. This episode is brought to you by our sponsor, Tasha's Jewelry Closet. Natasha Sylvester is a jewelry consultant who started Tasha's Jewelry Closet to help uplift women and feel their most fabulous. We all know jewelry truly makes the outfit. And the best part, it's only $5. Yes, $5 plus 100% nickel and lead free. To learn more about affordable and beautiful fashion jewelry, head over to Natasha's Instagram, at Tasha's underscore jewelry underscore closet. Go get your statement pieces today. That's it for this episode. Tell me what you thought. What are your takeaways from this episode? Leave a comment on Apple Podcasts or send us a voice message if you're listening on the Anchor app. Tell us what your favorite part of the episode was. Um, what did you take away from the episode and what are you going to implement in your business? I'd love to hear your thoughts. Thanks for listening to the Virtual Assistance Brunch podcast. Before we go, show some love for your favorite podcast by leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts or voice message on the Anchor app. Share this story with your friends, network, and invite a virtual assistant to listen with you.